0: To my voice.
1: Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to... Your Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. And this week,
0: we are talking about a subject that I feel like... Honestly, I didn't want to do this topic, really. And I feel like I... uh, We have to. (laughs) Yeah, why wouldn't you want to do this topic? Because I have... Even well-meaning, quote-unquote, progressive white people are sensitive as fuck about this. Oh, yeah. Well, I told
1: you about the story of, like, the
0: girl at the bar
1: this weekend.
0: No, I mean, they don't understand it. And I've had so many, like, arguments with people about this. Yeah. um, Or just put in, like, really uncomfortable situations with people about this because there's so much willful ignorance around cultural appropriation because... But I
1: think that's... A reason why we should do it,
0: right? But on it's just something I didn't even really want to touch because it's really hard to get people to understand. Like, because people, it's like arguing with people on the internet, right? In general, right? I try not to get into conversations with people on the internet that have different ideologies than me because they don't want to hear you. And so right. that was something with this topic that I'm like even progressives don't want to listen to this and they just want to argue
1: with you. Right. So it
0: makes this a well, difficult
1: one to do. Right. And for me, something that like whenever I've spoken to any of like my white friends about this, I'm like, this is a topic where you take the back seat. If you're having a conversation with a person of color about cultural appropriation and they're telling you that they feel offended or that they feel a certain something, it's kind of like when we were doing the Black History Month episodes where it's like I'm not going to tell them how it is. I'm not going to tell you how it is because it's not my reality. I can't be like, oh, you shouldn't be offended by this. That's the time for you to take the back seat, ask questions, be inquisitive, but not in a way that is blaming or argumentative and just let that other person share their experience. Like have a normal conversation with somebody right. instead of making don't, it so combative. Don't do
0: it in a way that's defensive because yeah. people automatically think that you're calling them out. Yeah. And they get defensive immediately, or they immediately go into like, well, you're just ruining everything. And, and no. you know, we should kind of frame this as to why we decided to do this right now. So, Halloween just happened. Yes. And it's always a time when cultural appropriation comes up, and it's always a good time to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the whole situation with Megan Kelly that we talked about on our last mini episode, or on our a mini episode that was too many episodes ago. Yes. Um and she also recently is going to be let go from her her job and yeah. she issued a you know a really fucking weak ass apology. Qu- I put apology in quotes cuz it's yeah. barely what that was. Yeah. And also we did put a cultural appropriation post a post about um specifically not dressing as Native Americans for Halloween yeah. on our Instagram page and the comments were so ugly that for the very first time we, we turn turned the off. comments off and we Never turn the comments off. No. So that should give you some idea of the way that people respond to yeah. this subject. So I think we should have the
1: conversation around blackface a little later on in this episode. And can I can I give y'all a definition of what sure. cultural appropriation is? Yeah. <clears throat> According to Wikipedia. cultural appropriation is sometimes called cultural misappropriation which is an adoption of elements of a minority culture by members of the dominant culture because of power imbalances that are a byproduct of colonialism and oppression it differs from cultural exchange because that's something that you'll hear a lot of people say like oh i'm celebrating their culture like how am i how is appropriation when i'm I, I'm saying, oh, I like this, so I'm going to do it, too. Yeah, this episode is going to
0: get me real heated. I can feel it already. I love so, it. Um, do it. There's a really good episode Decoded, <laughs> and I don't know if you've ever watched Decoded. It's uh, Francesca Ramsey. She does these, like, short... I think it's through MTV or something, but she does, like, very short, uh, you know, 10-minute videos kind of, like, breaking down certain subjects. And she did one on cultural appropriation, and according to her, and I liked the way she put this... Cultural appropriation was dominant groups borrowing from, and that's in quotes, from marginalized groups who face oppression or have been stigmatized for their their cultural practices throughout history. So it would be the, what is typically the more dominant culture, which is typically the Western culture, um, taking and picking and choosing from other cultures that have been marginalized throughout history and picking aspects of
1: their culture to um put on essentially right without having any sort of regard of the meanings behind it and uh these things can include using other cultures and uh cultural and religious traditions fashions symbols language and songs
0: right and again like we said people will oftentimes say that what they're doing is appreciating another culture. They'll say that they, you know, want to wear that protective style because they think it's beautiful or exotic. And what they lack, the difference between cultural appreciation and cultural appropriation, is understanding. You have to have a certain amount of respect and understanding in order for you to say that you appreciate a culture.
1: You're not appreciating a culture if you're not respecting it. Well, and the other thing, too, is that if you look at Halloween costumes that is not to me an appreciation you're it's a it's a costume or a mockery um it's not something that is being shown as a, a yeah you're not showing deference and you're not partaking
0: in any part of that cultural that yeah. culture you're not engaging in any kind of cultural exchange. Like, for instance, if you were to go to an Indian wedding, that would be cultural exchange. You have been invited by Mm -hmm. those people to join
1: in on a cultural practice. Well, and and that's my next point on here, is that it's appropriation and not cultural exchange when used outside the original cultural context, often going against the wishes of said cultures and communities. So, yes, if you're at an Indian wedding and you are dressed the way that it is appropriate to be dressed, then you're being respectful. That is cultural exchange. If you are, say, wearing something very similar and you're like, oh, I'm a Bollywood star for Halloween, that's a little bit different. It is different. And I think... It's a, a lot a, a bit different.
0: It's a, <laughs> and I think a really good example of this are, or one that's kind of easier to understand, is when we look at for instance, Native American cultures mm-hmm. or, um, you know, the Maori of New Zealand. If we look at these cultures, for instance, the Maori of New Zealand, they have these facial tattoos that mm-hmm. have a lot of cultural significance to them. Yeah. And, and family meaning, kind of like, yeah. it, they're
1: they It's important. very similar, to to, like, Polynesian cultures, I think, too. Like yeah. People get, like, Polynesian tattoos a lot and things like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, for instance, with the Maori, like, these facial tattoos have a strong cultural meaning yeah. within the context of their culture. And there was a time when um, Jean-Paul Gaultier, the um, fashion designer, he ran an ad campaign with white guys with f- face tattoos, these Maori-style face tattoos, yeah. to sell sunglasses. Uh, and when you do that, you you can't appreciate something if you're only using it to commodify yeah. something else. Like. Yeah. It's not respectful. It's highly disrespectful. And when you're looking at, like, Native American cultures, I think that's an easy... Well, it's not. That should be an easy one for people to understand. A headdress is culturally significant and spiritual and has specific rules that go along to it from tribe to tribe. And so to put that on, to get high at Coachella, or, you know, to, like, walk a runway... It's cheapening it. It's... It's really disrespectful like these are the same people who if you took aspects of the christian culture and completely like demeaned those aspects of that culture it would be
1: highly offensive to them that's something that's interesting that you bring up too because i just remember when i was in middle school it was deeply offensive to wear like i remember seeing people that would like wear rosaries around their necks right and i would get very like that's not what it's it's not a necklace that's not what it's for and and
0: and Another thing, like a lot of the people who were commenting on our post yeah. saying that, you know, everyone needs to chill out about non-Native Americans wearing Native American dress or dressing up as quote-unquote Indian sexy Pocahontas for Halloween mm-hmm. are the same people who are up in arms about disrespecting the flag. Mm-hmm. And that's not even a spiritual significance. That yeah. that's, It's a national symbol. It's completely yeah. different. And you cannot tell one group of people that they should not be upset. About you exploiting something, and especially a group of people, because if we're talking about like Western white people, which yeah. I think is generally what we're talking Who about we' talking about, yeah, although we will get into how POC can also appropriate cultures, of course. but when we're talking about Western white people in particular, what colonialism has done? Yeah. to the world and what they have done into this country to to this country, too, if to you're, this if you're country specifically in specific, at, at the
1: US. Yeah,
0: specifically to this country but worldwide. I mean, yeah. look at what they did to the Congo. If you look yeah. at what colonialism has done, the damage it has caused to people and their families throughout yeah. history. You have those settlers mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially like the people who have committed mass genocide to your yeah. people and wrangled them onto reservations. Now dressing
1: which, up as that. And over-sexualizing you and yeah. fetishizing you. Well, and... God, you must be, like, reading my notes I'm really through. fucking pissed off about this. But, no, it's funny, because, like, as... As we're talking, you're, like, hitting each of my points. So, this woman, Kirsten Johnson, has written that the imitator who does not experience that oppression is able to play temporarily an exotic other without experiencing daily discriminations faced by other cultures. And an African-American academic, musician, and journalist, Greg Tate, argues that appropriation fetishizes cultures and is alienating the original culture. Yeah. So, kind of what you just said. It really is. It's it's playing it. It's It's a... Um, it's it's a very cheapened uh, representation of something that you really don't know anything about, and that's it. Reminds me of when we talk about like the problematic faves, mm-hmm. where it's like you can still you can still like something, but you have to know like what it is behind it. And I'm not saying that with Halloween costumes. I'm saying like you can appreciate different cultures' things, but you have to like know. The meanings behind it. And then once you know the meaning, say, is this a good thing for me to wear? Is this a good thing for me to show in some right. way? Right. I mean,
0: and. Also, you have to understand that just because you maybe have learned the history of something, maybe you've read the history, maybe you have studied African
1: cultures, you still don't have a right to put a dashiki on. But that's what yourself. I'm saying. It's like if you if you've done enough of that, you should know better too. than you, to you should, do but that. I think
0: people kind of use that as an excuse because they say, "Well, I obviously love this culture." Now it's different if you are studying African cultures and you're in Africa yes. or you're in a setting where that's appropriate. That's one thing. Yeah, but for you to put it on. And be like, well, I have a lot of knowledge about this culture, so I should be allowed to do this. Yeah, that, because you're not being sensitive to the people of that culture who you might meet.
1: No, that reminds me of is like whenever you like find some white guy who's really into hip hop, and they're like, well, white people actually started hip hop. Oh
0: my god, I will break your nose. <laughs> I've
1: heard that so many times from people where I'm
0: like. No, they didn't either. And they also didn't start rock and roll. And guess what? You appropriated that shit, too. Sure
1: did, Keegan. So. Sure Fucking dead. Yeah,
0: I mean, and that's what's frustrating is like so often, and that's what people need to remember, like the things that you take on and get credit for as being like trendy or fashionable or beautiful are things that other cultures have been doing for a long time and getting a lot of shit for. So when you put cornrows in your fashion show on all white models, like cornrows and baby hairs and the baddie kind of aesthetic, which is like... Existed Long right. fingernails, neon colors, big hoop earrings. You're These not realizing...
1: Been, right. They've existed the in... The discrimination that other people have gone through because of those same yeah, things. Yeah, they've existed
0: in the Latino and the Black American culture forever. And those cultures have been denigrated for those things. Yes. And now you're using it as a fashion statement and making millions of dollars on it because you put it
1: on a white body and that's so fucking offensive oh it's very offensive Yeah, it's awful so there is something that I read called the declaration of war against exploiters of Lakota spirituality which I want to read real quick because I really like it please do it says, we assert a posture of zero tolerance for any white man's shaman who rises from our own communities to authorize the expropriation of our ceremonial ways by non-Indians. All such, quote, plastic medicine men are enemies of the Lakota, Dakota, and Nakota people. And, and it goes and on. You, you can say something first, uh,
0: And you have to understand that while this might sound... Harsh to you as a white person who's saying, like, I'm just trying to do good. Fucking deal with it. Well, and if you're saying... Look, I'm not trying to say that I don't understand what it must feel like to be like, I'm trying to do good. I'm trying to learn about these cultures in the right way. And you feel like they're
1: pushing back against you because... But just be okay with it. Like, I honestly just don't understand because, like, if somebody... It's just like in life. It's like you say the wrong thing and you're like, hey, that really bothered me when you said that. Or, oh, when you did that, it really bothered me. And you're like, okay, I'm so sorry. Help me not make this mistake again. Well... That's all you have to do. It is, but at the same time... I'm
0: I'm saying there's a degree to which I understand that. I understand being, like, you know, feeling like you can't do it the right way or do anything right. But what you also need to understand is that the Lakota tribe, in particular, recently, I I mean, I was learning about their tribe. And, like, they have massive unemployment rates, as do most reservations. I have family on the reservation, uh, Navajo Reservation. There's massive unemployment, there's massive alcoholism, there's yeah. massive sexual assaults of Native American women. This is a direct result of colonialism.
1: Yeah. So they have a right to be angry. Exactly. <laughs> and to not want you around. <laughs> so then, uh, Article 31 of the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples states, Indigenous peoples have the right to maintain, control, protect, and develop their cultural heritage, traditional knowledge, and culture and traditional cultural expressions, as well as the manifestations of their sciences, technologies, and cultures, including human and genetic resources, seeds, medicines, knowledge of the properties of fauna and flora, oral traditions, literatures, designs, sports, and traditional games, and visual and performing arts. They also have the right to maintain, control, protect, and develop their intellectual property over such cultural heritage, traditional knowledge, and traditional cultural experiences. Absolutely. Yes.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's something that other people need to understand, too, and this is something that we'll get into more when we talk a little bit about blackface and why mm-hmm. blackface is so wrong. Forever, up until now, for the most part, people of color have not been able to tell their own stories. Mm-hmm. Think back to most of the most famous, well-known movies that feature Native Americans. Yeah. I mean, who written the fuck by is, white people. And who's in the lead? Yeah. you got Daniel Day-Lewis and you got Kevin Costner, dude. Like, yeah. So... For so long, not only have they been written by white people, they've... Starred. Been, yeah, they've been... And they've been the heroes. They've They're, been framed from the perspective of a white person who
1: was let in, you know what I mean? They were let in, and then they were like, let me help you. You know what I mean? Instead of, like, accepting it's how a white they were. It's a white savior situation. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or they understand the
0: beauty of it whenever, oh my god, I thought they were savages. Yeah. But none of that, it all reinforces
1: negative stereotypes. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, should we talk about sports teams? Ugh, yeah. I don't really have, like, a list of them, like, listed, but that's something that I feel like is so frustrating, where they will use, especially with Native American culture, as, like, mascots and team names it's, and things it's like that. It's fucking gross. I can't believe it's still around in 2018. Yeah,
0: the Cleveland Indians. It's, yeah. And, you know, of course, the Redskins... Which is the most racist name it's you could so have. so racist. As well. It's, it's so racist. It's so racist. And I had a conversation with someone a couple of years ago. It boggles my mind. The way that people are able to do the mental gymnastics to mm-hmm. get around the fact that this is really Oh, but, like, it's,
1: they've been called this for a really long time. Well, and, oh, there's I this. I talked to
0: somebody who was, like, I can't remember what we were talking about and me saying that, that it was racist. It might have been blackface or something like that. And he was like, yeah, 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 totally, totally. And I was just like, you know, it's the same thing with, um, you know, the Cleveland Indians or the Redskins. Like, that is so offensive. And he goes, oh, I don't really think I feel the same way about those things. Because, you know, like, I grew up with, like, Cowboys and Indians. Mm. And I was like, "K. St- Look man, y- yeah. we all g- we all grew up in like with like fucked up beliefs and yeah. like, understanding of of you know, that cultures, doesn't mean you hold on to them. It doesn't mean you hold on to it. It doesn't make it right just because it's nostalgic to you,
1: right? And you're That's, a white person, uh, so
0: you don't get to say that. So
1: I love the Mary Martin version of Peter Pan. Have you ever right. seen it? Yes. Oh, it's so good. Tiger Lily is a blonde why, chick. Why is the red man red? Yeah. yeah,
0: but then and Tiger Lily is a blonde chick. Yeah. And then you, yeah, you have this whole idea of like the noble savage, like in the cartoon version of Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Ugh. All of the Native Americans are very, caricatures,
1: very stereotypical, and yeah. in a very bad way, except for Tiger Lily, yeah, because she's supposed to be,
0: yeah, because she's supposed to be the hypersexualized, beautiful Native exactly. American, which is the other stereotype that you yep. have. Um. Anyway, okay, so let's get back on uh, the subject of, you know, cultural appropriation, and um, this is not just a people versus color versus white people no thing I have also had people say that you know people of color cannot appropriate
1: cultures and you absolutely app- Absolutely can. Really? Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, I guess they can appropriate from like other other cultures. cultures. Yeah, of course. Okay, because when you the way that you said it in my mind was like you'd be appropriating like white culture, and I'm like that. No, doesn't no, no. Sound like it oh, exists. we'll we'll
0: get to that. I have notes on that as well. That, like, that that's does not, not exist. A thing. <laughs> that does not exist. That's it's like
1: reverse racism. Sorry, guys. Reverse racism doesn't exist. No, that's assimilation. Deal with and it. And we'll talk about
0: assimilation a little bit, but people of color can appropriate other cultures. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen that where, you know, a black woman will dress as a Native American for Halloween, and for some reason, people mm-hmm. think because she's also brown that that's okay. It's not okay. Yeah. And you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Um, but as, as long as we're on the topic, let's talk about appropriation versus assimilation and what that means. Because inevitably. When you are talking about black hair, for instance, and saying that, you know, a white person wearing cornrows is appropriation, you will get some ignorant white person in the comments who will say something about how, well, black, black girls wear blonde weaves, yeah. so aren't they appropriating my culture? Or, you know, um, Chinese people wear blue jeans, so aren't they appropriating Western culture? <laughs> and, first of all, nobody has ever been discriminated against for being born with blonde hair. No. 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 No one has ever been fired from a job Mm -mm. for being born blonde. So there's that already. And then secondly, the other reason it's not cultural appropriation is because blonde hair doesn't belong to one culture. There yeah. there are blonde people of every race. There are black right. people who are born blonde.
1: Yeah. You know what I well, mean? I was gonna say I had a friend who was adopted from Africa and she is she's albino. Like she is light skinned yes. and has blonde hair, but she is still from
0: Blonde Africa. hair does not belong to a culture, so it cannot be appropriation. Yeah. And then when it comes to, you know, the whole blue jeans argument for instance. I did not even know that was a thing. That's dumb. Of, all of it's dumb. Anytime people try and make these arguments, they're so weak because like there is jeans? no there is no comparing. It's it's so ridiculous. Well, because it's not it's not part of their traditional culture, so, so why what? would they
1: start wearing western clothes? But y- we wear Japanese um like fashion designers and things like that. Well, there is a certain amount of borrowing between cultures that yeah. always happens.
0: But the bigger issue of it is that The reason why people of color might dress in
1: Western styles... Is to maybe not be discriminated against? Correct. Can you imagine, like, I'm just trying to think of how hard it would be if, like, if you are a black woman in America and you were expected to only wear your culture's, like... Attire and wear like you'd be it, singled out
0: constantly. Yeah,
1: I mean, look at look at like the Muslim religion and the way that you know yeah. any of their headdresses yeah. is, is like you're
0: singled out constantly. And in addition to that, while we're on the subject of saying that, you know, this is the perfect example saying that black women straightening their hair is yeah. appropriating your culture whenever. Black women can't wear their hair natural in a lot of settings exactly. because it's not deemed professional because professional is is based on the European standard of, exactly. of what's Of normal. what is supposed to be tamed and
1: everything yeah. like that. So yeah.
0: here's um, a quote from that Decoded uh, video with Francesca Ramsey. Marginalized people... Conforming to standards set by dominant, or in this case, Western cultures, is often a means of survival. If your cultural heritage is looked down on, often people change or hide things about themselves in order to be accepted by majority mm-hmm. culture. It's not the same thing as you no. deciding you want to put on a kimono. <laughs> it is no, not the same thing. It's definitely not the same thing at all. And I will say, like, I didn't do it because I felt very weird about it, but there are, once again, instances... I don't want it to get confused. There are instances where it's okay. Like, whenever I was in um, South Korea, I remember being kind of, like, appalled because walking around, like, downtown South Korea, there would be a lot of tourists in traditional dress. Yeah. There were places you could go and rent the traditional dresses and, like, rent them for a day and, like, wear them throughout town or whatever. And I remember being, like, really uncomfortable by it, but... Then I had a conversation with my brother, who was living in South Korea at the time, that it is really part of their cultural
1: exchange. It's part of their tourism industry. Right. And yeah, it's, well, and it's also, it's showing them the appreciation of it, I feel like, behind it. Because I feel the same way. Where and I've you're seen in videos, South Korea. You're there, and it's like them teaching you about their culture, if you were to just, like, start rocking one in the U.S. or, like, not learning about the history of it while you're in South Korea, I feel like it's a little bit different. Right. But this is something that is really part of, from what I understand, part of their tourist um, lifestyle, and they want the people who come to visit to kind of understand that
0: Right. To me,
1: that is part of cultural exchange.
0: So I do want to make it very clear that there are instances where I think it's
1: it is okay. Obviously. You just check in with yourself. You yeah. know what I mean? Like just check in with yourself see if this is really what you want to do and if you're second guessing yourself then maybe just don't do it. Right. No. Yeah. Agreed. There are there are also like a lot of ways to
0: enjoy other cultures, which is another way that I feel like this kind of Falls short for me whenever people are saying, I'm just trying to enjoy this culture, and you know, you're not allowing me to be able to enjoy this culture. There are many ways to be able to enjoy a culture travel, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Read a book, go to a museum, you know, make friends with
1: people of that culture, or just like educate people about it as well.
0: Yeah, there you know, are. It does, you
1: don't have to look a certain way to appreciate a culture right you know
0: yeah and understand the deeper context of why it's offensive to people because you know it does range like the reasons why it can be offensive it does range you might have the settler colonial dynamic that you have with Native American cultures, or you might have the really painful history of slavery that you have with African American cultures or other Black cultures. So there are all different kinds of dynamics at play as to why it's really not okay.
1: Yeah. I was reading a little bit about um, appropriation of African American culture, which I know that you can talk for a lot about, and something came up that I haven't heard this word in so long and I hate even saying it the word "wigga." ugh yeah right that was a big thing in, that was like, a big thing in the early 2000s we had like I remember in high school like when all the white dudes would wear what was it echo um it's like the definition again Wikipedia you come through a person who adopts the mannerisms language and fashion associated with African American culture ugh. And then it talked a little bit about how, like, white people appropriating elements of black culture goes back since slavery was abolished in the Western world. And that's very much the same as um, a lot of, like, Native American cultures. Like, as soon as we kind of came in and took over, we we started to take the fashions and the way of lives as the Native American and the music and take it as our own.
0: Right. And,
1: you know, okay. So... Let's kind of
0: take it back a little bit to talk about the Megyn Kelly situation. Yes. So when Megyn Kelly apologized, in quotes, apologized for saying that blackface was okay on Halloween in her belief, she opened her apology by saying it's never okay to go as someone else's culture. It's not okay for black people to dress as white people or white people to dress as black people. We're going to need to stop you right fucking there. Yeah.
1: Because who are her who are her PR people for real? Like, well, I have a what theory the fuck.
0: Because also in that apology, she was like, "I just found out yesterday that this isn't okay." And I'm like, "Fuck you, no you didn't. You yeah. knew it wasn't okay." And I have an I have a theory that you kind of wanted to court controversy a little bit. You and found yourself in more trouble than you expected to be. Yeah, that's a dangerous place to. Start right, but this is coming from a person who also a few years ago said that Santa Claus was white, and that's why there shouldn't be
1: any <laughs> any you know Santa. I'm laughing Claus. not because it's funny, but
0: just because it's she fucking ridiculous. She literally said this thing, you know. But that was back when she was on Fox News. Can't do that shit on like ABC or whatever fucking yeah. network you were on. Uh, but like, so so first of all, there's that, and I need to address that because. We don't have a history... Again, it comes down to appropriation versus assimilation, right? There is no damaging history of whiteface in this country. No. So to even bring that into the conversation, to me... It's her trying to make herself look better. And and trying to lessen the impact of, like, whatever the fuck you just did.
1: When, like, literally forever, like, in movies and in culture, like blackface has been such a big thing. Well, and such a damaging thing. Again,
0: we have a history of black and brown people not being able to tell their own stories and white people creating stories about black people that were highly offensive. Yeah. And not only creating those stories, but then going and playing those characters. Yeah. In a way that was incredibly damaging, portraying black people as being dangerous, like Mm -hmm. we saw in Birth of a Nation, or lazy, or stupid. And we feel the repercussions of that
1: minstrel show to this day... Oh, it's still seen in popular movies and television shows and theater. If if you don't think that that framed... We take in
0: media in a very particular way, and it absorbs into our consciousness. And if those are the only messages that are being fed to white America, what is that doing? And yeah. if those are the only messages that are being fed to black kids and black America, what is it, that doing? Right, exactly. It, it's, so, it's doing it for both sides of the coin. Right, There's context there. Yeah, This doesn't exist in a vacuum, and that context makes it not okay to do it. It yeah. doesn't matter if you think that you're doing it because you
1: respect that person or that culture. It doesn't matter. Especially in that way. When you... I I don't know. For me, it's like you look at any of the history of it, and it's frightening it's like it's just it's literally it's, the dehumanization of people yeah. it's
0: the dehumanization of black people yeah and in that way even if you don't mean it even if you're just julianne huff putting on bronzer oh, and putting her and and listen so be started and i believe that that was a mistake i believe that that was ignorance i understand that but you also can't say that people being upset about that is silly because yeah. there is such a it's every right to be upset history of, you just that was some to do it. dark fucking
1: bronzer if
0: that was bronzer it was bronzer because she was orange it was bronzer but but just don't do it yeah just, you could have and on it and here's another thing that we should address sorry that i'm like taking over this but i don't care the other thing you should the other thing that we should address and we talked about this before too is if julianne huff had done that exact same thing if she wanted to be crazy eyes for halloween that would have been fine if she hadn't put Fucking bronzer on
1: her face. Yeah. Well, this is something I showed Keegan this picture this weekend that we have to post on Instagram of this little boy who went as Malcolm X and it was a little white boy. And he just like put on the glasses and, and put on, on a and, suit and put on a suit. And like, if people don't know who you are, they'll say, Oh, who are you? And he'll go on Malcolm X. And that was such a beautiful representation yeah, of exactly. how to. Dress as one of your heroes or a character that you really like, right. and do it in a way that isn't. If you want to be incredibly offensive, if you want to be Di- Diana Ross, you know, like to Anthony. to Megan Kelly's point,
0: yeah, like Anthony. If you want to be Diana Ross, be Diana Ross. Don't yeah. fucking paint your face black, though. Yeah, like that's the thing. And you know, the other thing I kind of wanted to say, in addition to um, Halloween, when we're talking about Halloween. A lot of people want to make the argument, and somebody made this argument on our post on our Instagram about it, that, like, if, if a kid wants to go as Pocahontas, you should let them. I hear you. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure I had a Pocahontas costume as a kid. I did, too. There's a difference. I actually, personally, don't have a problem
1: with characters.
0: To me, I don't have a problem with characters. Yeah, I, I read an different.
1: interesting article about whether or not you should let your white child dress as Moana. To me... I don't have
0: necessarily a, an issue with that I think if, if coloring- you don't paint your fucking kid's face. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> just don't, because to me, it's very clearly, like, if a little white girl wanted to put on the Tiana, you yeah. know, Princess in the Frog dress... She should be able to. She should to. be able to, and to me, that's not a problem, but the the problem becomes whenever you're just like, you're gonna just be a little Indian, and I actually
1: was a little Native American girl... In, in kindergarten, like, I have pictures. Um, I was much older than I care to admit because I didn't know. No, I mean, and also... You know what I mean? Also, like, I didn't know. Yes. In the interest of being fair to our listeners,
0: I don't think really anybody knew i think societally we didn't talk about cultural appropriation until yeah. recently and so there is a little bit of give there is a bit
1: a little a little bit of forgiveness right. and there i was gonna say forgive yourself for like if there's things that you know now because for of me course. at the time like i think i was like 18 19 years old I like i wasn't young for yeah. way too long yeah, yeah. You know? And it's like you just don't get it but like now that the information is out there it time to start kind of reframing your mindset. Right, and, and it. here's
0: the main issue with it or the main thing to take out of it. When you know better, do better. Yep. If you know better and you're still deciding to be shitty about it, yeah. um, that's when it's wrong. If you didn't know, I mean there's no you are not born knowing everything and you're you're not raised in a in a situation
1: where you know everything, right? Yeah. Like so So I read this article on USA Today where I, the heading on my, I don't know what the article was called, but I just wrote how to not be offensive on Halloween or just in general. So I read about this thing called the three S's of like how to kind of like check in with yourself about whether or not you're appropriating a culture or not. So the first S is source. Think first about the source culture. Has this culture been historically discriminated against or oppressed? Number two, significance or sacredness. What is the significance of what you're taking? Does it have major cultural significance? Is it something sacred, such as a Native American headdress? Number three is similarity. Are you interpreting or being inspired by someone else's culture or just copying? And I think that's kind of a good checklist to go through a little bit where it's like, what are the reasons that I am doing this? Is it like... Is this the best thing for me to be doing? Do I understand the significance and sacredness of it? Right. Because then once you've gone through those points in your mind, you can kind of make more of an informed decision and kind of maybe understand why you shouldn't do certain things.
0: Right. And what's what's acceptable? Because, like, as we said earlier, of course, cultures have been borrowing things from other cultures, exchanging things, taking things, changing them, tweaking them for as long as we've existed, right? Like, so... There's always going to be an aspect of that. Nothing lives free of anything else. Nothing lives in a vacuum. There are going to be textiles that were taken from another,
1: you know, part of the world. Right. You just have to be uh, conscious of the decisions that you're making and making sure that you're doing them in the best way possible. Um, Fashion, to me, is a big one. I was reading about how it's like often these things are stolen without credit. Without compensation, without compensation of a culture Mm -hmm. um, and without any sort of recognition at all. And so I think that's what's important where if you're going to like, let's say in some weird world where I'm a fashion designer (laughs) and I was like, I really want something that's taken from another culture. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. The steps that I would possibly take is talking to people from that culture Ask about what I can do. If I was like a successful fashion designer, how can the thing that I'm making help their culture, help them in some way? Make sure that's what they want. Make sure that that's okay. Work with them and go from there. If it's not okay with them or things like that, I don't know if I'm right. I mean, like that would be my thought process. A good example of a way that this was done very
0: poorly and it sucks because they have some cute things, but I do try to limit the amount that I go there or shop there um, mm. because they do a lot of shit like this. Urban Outfitters, mm. a couple of years ago... I know. They, I have a lot of Urban Outfitters. Listen, stuff. I... Probably we 90, have to forgive ourselves. Probably 90% of my closet. <laughs> but, um, but they, a few years ago, did this thing where they were selling navajo print things and that's that's how they were marketing it as well and i believe that they were sued by the navajo people yeah because not only are you taking designs and textiles directly from their culture without giving them any compensation for it yeah but you're also using Using their their name. name yeah and another big argument that they had with that is and having family that are Navajo, being from the Southwest, particularly from New Mexico, yeah. where there are you know a lot of Navajo reservations, it is such a big part of their economy. Yeah, that for you to then take that, mass produce it, and sell it at and sell it as shitty quality at a very yeah. very high rate, you are. Basically, stealing—you're stealing from these people.
1: You're not only their designs, but you're literally taking money out of their hands. It's you true. Know what I mean, like, it's true. I mean, we talked about this in the show before. Like, I have a really beautiful ring that was made by um, a Native American tribe in northern this one Minnesota. Was. Yeah, and like. I love it, and it was one of those things where it's like they did a trading system with this store because they wanted their jewelry to be sold there because it's kind of like a tourist attraction area. So, like, the store, you know, they didn't exchange money. The store, like, they traded with them. They traded goods for them, and it's um, part of the culture of that part of Minnesota, and it was beautiful. And I felt like I was helping that culture rather than, like wearing it as a fashion trend. Right. I mean, it's beautiful, yes. you know? Well, and,
0: and, again, I understand how this can be kind of a confusing line for people. Right. But there is a difference, especially, again, coming from a culture that is highly influenced by, by Native American culture. Like, if you've ever been to New Mexico... New Mexico is even when they say New Mexican food, they say New Mexican food because it's not Mexican food because it's yeah. Mexican food mixed with Spanish food, mixed with Native American food. Like right. that's what it is exactly. because it's. Such I mean, a, even look at the license plates. I mean, right. everything to do with everything New Mexico. Everything about New Mexico is yeah. so deeply influenced by Native American cultures that if you're from there, it can be very easily easy to kind of like co-opt that culture. Yeah. But you just need to be conscious of enjoying that culture and enjoying the region that you're from and taking those beautiful things from that region as part of that culture and not literally stealing from them right, you know what exactly. I mean when I go to New Mexico I love to buy turquoise jewelry and I yeah. usually d- buy directly well, be- from
1: tribes I was going to say because you're you're buying from the source you're not stealing it from them you're helping them in some way shape or form by yeah. purchasing their yeah, product
0: yeah exactly and I think that that's a, that's a beautiful form of cultural appreciation yeah And they're, you know, I understand that it's confusing. Yeah. And I'm sorry
1: if we're confusing you, listeners, but... It's confusing. Uh, Can we talk a little bit about celebrity controversies and then get into some Halloween stuff? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so some celebrity controversies. In 2003, Prince Harry used indigenous art motifs in a painting for a school project. An Aboriginal group said the motifs were indicative of our spiritualism, and when non-Aborigines use the motifs, they are simply painting a pretty picture. And I think that that puts it very well, where it's, it's, it it's a, doesn't have a deeper understanding, it's just... It's it's a good
0: example of you, that is something that's vital to their spiritual experience. Yeah. It's, and then when it's you do as, it, it's equivalent, it doesn't mean the same thing. Yeah, it's equivalent to what we would think of as a religious ceremony, yeah. probably. And you taking it and co-opting it as yeah. fun times is not the same.
1: Yeah. So in 2012, which you kind of mentioned earlier, Victoria's Secret fashion show, Carly Kloss wore a Native American feathered headdress Ugh. with leather broad panties and high-heeled moccasins to represent Thanksgiving. It was like a... Like a Calendar Girls saying sure that Native American tribes loved that. <laughs> well, Victoria's Secret removed it from the broadcast and apologized. And Kloss also commented on the decision by tweeting, "I am deeply sorry if what I wore during the Victoria's Secret show offended anyone. I support Victoria's Secret's decision to remove the outfit from the broadcast." And That's I think an appropriate way to I respond. think that is a very appropriate way to to respond. And that brings up another thing for me that as I was writing that, do you know about Minnetonka Moccasins, the brand? Yes. Minnetonka is a city in Minnesota, so I grew up wearing, like, Minnetonka moccasins. And I that, think I owned a pair as well. Yeah, that makes me—I still have some. Like, that makes me wonder, too. I'm like, man, am I, like—I need to do more research on that to see, like, Yeah, I think like, it really what, comes
0: down to where they come from. Yeah, you know? it's like, interesting because it
1: is from Minnetonka. You know, a lot of, like, our cities are named after—
0: I would want to, to know—I think what I would look for is, even if it's not— uh, again, like what we said, even if it's not owned by Native Americans, are some of the profits going back yeah, to the
1: going Yeah, I think I'm gonna look into that a little bit, because yeah. that's something that I never really thought about, and then when I read that I was like, ooh, I should probably, I don't wear them very often but I was like, I should probably look into that just to see yeah. just so I know what it is. Yeah. So, Avril Levine came out with a song called Hello Kitty. Oh, I saw that! Uh, the song and video depict Asian women dressed in matching outfits as Levine eats Asian food dressed in a pink tutu And this is what she says. She says, I love Japanese culture and I spend half of my time in Japan. I flew to Tokyo to shoot this video specifically for my Japanese fans with my Japanese label, Japanese choreographers, and a Japanese director in Japan. What do you think about that?
0: I want to say, you know, off the top of my head, based on that, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Yeah, I can see
1: watching it and then maybe having that gut reaction. But I think the way that she went about it is the Best, Best way. way if you're going to do something like that. You're not doing yeah. the Gwen
0: Stefani Harajuku girl route, which was really fucked up. But, I remember that. But um, she had a whole period of time where she... The Harajuku girls, they, like, followed her around. There were just a bunch of... Mm. She had an entourage of, like, Asian girls, Japanese girls mm-hmm. who followed her around. But, um... I think you know, I understand how when looking at something like that, like that video, that would be your gut reaction. Your gut reaction would be that because what it looks like is that you're using Asian women and culture as props, or you know, definitely decoration.
1: But I, but I like that she came out and kind of explained herself. So that's why right. I was kind of curious what you're true, thinking about. Right, if that's true and that's that's
0: truly the case, yeah, um, then I don't really have a problem with that because, and I and I doubt that Japanese people in Japan would have a problem with that either because she was doing something very specifically for her Japanese fans. But yeah, I, yeah. I mean... Again, it's... Right. But, but yeah, I see how people would maybe have an issue with it only because it looks like you're using Japanese women as props. Yes. Which has, again, been done... Happened a lot. Well, and yeah, not just Japanese women. Women of color have been used as props. Always. If you've ever seen 20 Feet from Stardom, Mm-mm. where it was like uh, background singers... Uh, are, you know how, like, they're almost always black? <laughs> yeah. And they're very talented, and there's like, uh, they they s- focus specifically on that Rolling Stones sh- song, Gimme Shelter.
1: Oh, yeah. And also, you guys, Keegan was laughing, says so giving her a strip show. She was Yeah, uh, Madigan's almost naked. <laughs> I could be more naked. I know, you really could be. I could be more. I'm not complaining. I know you're not. Um,
0: <laughs> but yeah, so I see how that could be.
1: Yeah, how that could look. Um, do you remember when Selena Gomez wore a bindi for yes. all her "If You're Ready, Come again. She's it. done and that, that, that whole video. Times. Yeah, she's
0: she's performed like that. Several oh, times.
1: a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, whenever she did that song, she would dress like that because that's how the video was. So there's that, and then Pharrell wore a Native American war bonnet on the cover of L.U.K. He and did. then as soon as people came forward and were upset, he apologized. Yeah, great, love it. Amanda Steinberg, our girl. Love came her. out with a video when she was in high school. This is like years ago. Uh, when she kind of like, she was in the Hunger Games and then she kind of like. D- people weren't really paying attention to her and now she's kind of starting to come back and she made a video that said don't cash crop on my cornrows where she calls out Katy Perry and Iggy Azalea of using black culture as a way of being edgy and gaining attention. She later criticized Kylie Jenner which we talked about on our our Kardashians episode for embracing African American aesthetic values without addressing the issues that affect the community. Which I think that's an issue with all of those
0: people that she mentioned. I remember Katy Perry's Uh video where she had that grill in. Yeah, and the
1: cornrows. And... Yeah,
0: and it was really. Uh... And then I also remember Taylor Swift in that shake it off video. Shake it off, yeah. Which again felt like using black women as props to twerk, yeah. n- twerk in your video and yeah. you putting on like, like gi- what? giant hoops, yeah. hoop earrings and kind of acting. Again, you know, I guess you know that, I'm that it was showing ar-
1: all the different dances and the whatever. And but you know it I'm was. i coming around on Taylor Swift. I know. But
0: but you also can't hide behind your your cutesy white girlness in that video. Like, I'm just awkward and doofy, and I don't don't get
1: it. Um, Azalea Banks also criticized Iggy Azalea for failing to comment on black issues despite capitalizing on the appropriation of African-American culture in her music, which I think really did her in. It really really did. She would be like, we're the greatest of all time, like, I'm the greatest. And it's like, but you're capitalizing on a style of music and a genre that has been mainly black women trying to kind of get like she just I thought when I first heard her music I thought it was Nicki Minaj I'm sorry I'm so dumb when it comes to that kind of stuff but it's like she does have she's trying to like mimic a certain style and without ever really coming forward and um, it's the lack of acknowledgement that's the problem a- exactly acknowledging the culture and the things that are are, are going yeah. wrong. <laughs> things, things, things
0: that we saw with, and you can criticize these people for you know a myriad of different reasons, but things that we did see with like artists like Macklemore, or Eminem, yeah. is that they did acknowledge yes. that this is not part of their culture. Oh, Macklemore, general.
1: you mean my cousin? Oh yeah, you know my cousin from from Minnesota. He's from Washington, I think. Is he? But we're both Haggertys and it's spelled the same way. Oh, okay. Right. Proud to be a Haggerty. Okay. Um, um, so then I'm going to get on to Rachel. I can't remember how to say her name. Dolezal? Dolezal. Fuck her.
0: So oh, fuck this bitch. Right?
1: fuck. Okay. She made headlines in 2015 when it was discovered that she was not African American as she had claimed. She was a civil rights activist. She was the president of the NAACP chapter in Spokane, Washington and resigned when there was suspicion that she had lied about nine hate crimes against her. How fucked in the head do you have to be to not only say I'm a black woman when you're white but also be like here's all these hate crimes. It's like you're and to be the president of the NAACP in Spokane is trash
0: and i've heard people try and argue with me about whether or not she's trash because she did a lot of good for the black community in I spokane i get it i but, get but that you're
1: doing but in a way that is so shitty that's great that you're doing good things but like that that doesn't mean that you're a good person no no and things here's you did here are here are the reasons
0: why I, i'll tell you that her doing good things for the black community don't negate what she did one claiming hate crimes against you is meaning to all black that's, people...
1: That's a fucking hate who've crime. ...who've already
0: experienced hate crimes. So that's, there's that. There's the fact that you spoke about and got paid to tour mm-hmm. about your experience as a black woman mm-hmm. when you did not actually have those experiences. Mm-hmm. You, took, you took money out of the hands of actual black women, black academics who could have been having those conversations. Agreed. And then, three, as a white woman... Working within the Black community, the Black community is very welcoming in general, and they would have welcomed you in to help them with their cause as a white woman. You did not need to cosplay as a Black woman in order to do that. And in fact, we could have used your role as a white ally, probably a lot.
1: We could have used that a lot more. Yeah, than you claiming to be a Black woman. Yeah, so fuck you. Just, I hate this woman. No, she... I do too. There's a documentary that I've had on my I list will to not watch, watch it. for a while. I want to, I'm just like, I just want to like, I won't watch it. It's
0: The Rachel Divide. On, it, on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard it that it's pro? very sympathetic to her. Oh, so then I'm like, I won't watch I'm, it. Then I mean, I'm good. watch it and let me know, but that's what I've heard. No, I'm
1: good. It's going to yeah. make me mad. I can't do the red pill again. I <laughs> can't do any experience like that ever again. Yeah, that was hard. A so, lot of a lot of champagne that week. Right? So now I'm going to move on to Halloween and cultural appropriation. So I get it, you guys. Halloween is over. Uh, it's not for us. Right now it's Tuesday night when we're recording. Halloween is tomorrow. But for you all... Halloween is over. So let's just talk about next year a little bit. Things that you probably shouldn't dress as. Yeah, things to look out for. You know, so Halloween originally began as people dressing in costume to ward off evil spirits when we're talking about the Western culture. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Meet Me in St. Louis? Mm-hmm. So when they... I love that scene where they, like, they're burning all the furniture and then they, they like, Knock on the door and then they throw powder in like the evil guy's face. Yeah, and Halloween it's
0: like, used to be violent AF, guys. Like,
1: violent as fuck. And then also, like, it used to be like you're not dressing up as a particular character. Like, in that movie, they're dressed like in their father's like suits mm-hmm. and like a weird nose yeah, and a ha- hat. You know, it's I love just movie. me, too. is one of my favorites. Um, but it, it isn't like, oh, we're dressing as a specific like person. Like, all the guys are dressed as girls and the girls are dressed as guys. And it's just like this kind of like hod um grab whatever's in your closet it in your house kind of costume thing which i really love so um, nowadays we dress more as particular people or characters mm-hmm. or cultures so there's some of these that i really haven't thought a lot about and i got all of this from a bustle article and i'm calling this what not to wear halloween edition <clears throat> ninja Ninjas aren't super sneaky characters that fight in dark shadows. They're real people in Japan and did similar work to our modern-day CIA. They are not a costume. The Voodoo Witch Doctor. From religious practices in Louisiana, Brazil, Dominican Republic, Cuba, and uh, Haitian voodoo, uh, none of these religions bear any resemblance to the Hollywood version of voodoo, and it is a harmful stereotype of real religions and beliefs. That's true. We've already talked about this a lot, but Native American, dressing up as like a Native American princess, um, dressing like any other racial group for Halloween is not okay. This costume is gross considering the mass genocide of Indigenous Americans during the United States founding, and Native Americans continue to experience discrimination at an extremely high level, like we said. And like we said, and I
0: just want to reiterate... Native American women experience sexual yes. assault at a disproportionately high rate. Oh yeah, and the fact that we sexualize them in this
1: way is with making it even Pocahonti worse. Pocahontas costumes Ooh.
0: makes it even worse. Yeah.
1: So anything to do with Day of the Dead, Halloween, and Day of the Dead are not the same. And if they were, it's still not okay to use symbols from it as a costume. Dia de los Muertos is a Mexican holiday which occurs November 1st, which is All Souls Day, to honor friends and family who have passed away. So, kind of making a mockery of that. Once again, unless you are invited to a Day of
0: the Dead party.
1: Yeah. Don't do it. By someone who is Mexican. Don't do it. Yeah, not from. Avoid that. Not from Rachel. Um, All right, Geisha. Many wear this costume thinking it's sexy, but this is why wearing the costume isn't cool. Geishas were entertainers, they were not sex workers. And don't dress as a stereotyped version of a cultural figure. Don't do it. I mentioned this one earlier Bollywood star. Wearing traditional Indian dress and calling it Bollywood isn't cool. It is an offensive stereotype that flattens Indian culture to one trope, which I completely agree with. Like we were talking about if you're invited to an Indian wedding and being respectful and like, that's what you do. Great. If you are focusing on only one type of that culture, like one part of it and capitalizing on that, that's not cool. And most of the time, can
0: I just say whenever white people argue with me about this shit, I get the distinct sense, especially with things like um, you know, Indian dress, Bollywood yeah. dress,
1: they just want to wear something pretty. Yeah. And that's pretty much like their excuse. Yeah. All right, so we're going to bleep out this word, but so, the G word is actually a racial slur, according to the National Organization for Women, historically used to stigmatize and discriminate against Romanian people, an actual ethnic minority group with a history of persecution in Europe, and it is not code for free spirit or wanderlust.
0: Right. Okay, so I spent some time in Romania, mm-hmm. and... Um, we spent a lot of time with Romani people, we spent a lot of time at their camps, mm-hmm. and working with them, and I can say that the way that they are treated in that country, and I'm guessing in a lot of
1: other countries as yeah. well, is really upsetting. It's interesting, and I, and I want to learn more about it, but I believe, I, my mom's side of the family had like a pamphlet where they had said that we came from... Mm-hmm that kind of culture. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say the word again. That we came from... um, Romani. Yeah. Well, I don't know, but they didn't use that, and that's why I don't know if maybe that's even... They used the G word. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I know, right? I want to so bad. I'm gonna look into that. But my mom's always said that, and I remember reading a pamphlet about that kind of thing. Like they were like, but it 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 may be that they used that word, but I know that they were like merchants and travelers. Well, and also,
0: also that word has become synonymous
1: with with travelers or nomadic people. So that's what I'm saying. I I would like to know that if it was some, if it was what it legitimately is, you can be, or if it was a term that was used in this pamphlet as a way to describe. And also, while we're on this subject, um,
0: I think we can say it because everybody understands, like, the context of what we're talking about right now. Yeah. So, the word gypsy, it comes from the word jip. Yeah. So, if you... Like, if, you're stealing. Like, you're stealing. Yeah. Yeah, you're jipping someone. That's why it's insulting. It's a big mm-hmm. part of why it's insulting. It's used as a slur. Like, don't wear it on your shirt. Right. It's used as a slur in, in other countries. So... You know, just be aware of yeah. the origins of words. I realize that's not what we use it for. Yeah. It's a word that I really, of course, related to as yeah. somebody who had a but lot of you, wanderlust. Right. But you grow up.
1: But you got to realize. So, I'm going to give you guys some examples of costumes not to wear, but never fear. I'm going to give you some costumes that you can wear instead. All right. Great. I got you. We're planning for next year. It's great. You want to dress as an Eskimo? Try dressing up as a pirate. You know, whatever. You want to dress as a Muslim person? Try dressing as a Greek god or goddess. You want to do some blackface? Maybe try some non-offensive face painting. Put Make a skull face, but not Dia de los <laughs> Regular skull. Regular Jack Skellington yes, okay. skull face. Paint your How face a like the Wicked Witch. Be a scarecrow. Be a scarecrow. Be a scarecrow. Great. Uh, If you want to dress as a victim of a hate crime like Trayvon Martin, don't do that. Have you seen that picture? It's fucked up. People are the worst. I hate everyone. Maybe dress up like a piece of candy. Or an athlete. If you want to dress up in Asian culture, maybe find your favorite anime character. That sounds like a great idea.
0: Yeah, cosplay is fine. Again... Sans face painting. (laughs) Cosplay is fine. Sans brown face. Yeah.
1: Face painting,
0: like, if if you're going as fucking My Little Pony, that's fine. You can face paint. If you want to go as Marceline the
1: Vampire Queen from Adventure Time and you want to paint your face gray, fine. Go for it. So, here. Look out for unnecessarily sexualized costumes, especially for young girls. Like, there's a picture of, like, the boy's Patrick from Spongebob costume and the girl's Patrick from Spongebob costume. I'm like, fuck y'all. Um... Oh, yeah. Don't dress as Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. There's a picture of a guy in a dress that says, call me Caitlyn Right. On it. That's not a cultural
0: appropriation, but, like, yeah, let's also stay away from using transgender people as a joke.
1: Yeah. Don't make fun of ableism, fatphobia, mental illness, or rape victims. Instead, try Harley Quinn, a witch, Little Red Riding Hood, Jack Skellington, or a Ghostbuster. Yeah, all acceptable. Right? I don't
0: understand why this is difficult. It's yeah. not hard to do. Like that's that's the thing that it really comes to. Or be down like to. that
1: little boy if you wanna dress like Malcolm X, dress like Malcolm yeah, X without again, being fucking offensive. You could be a person of that culture and just not paint your face black. Yep.
0: It's really it's that easy. So easy it's you really guys. that easy. So to kind of wrap this up, I took this also from that decoded video. Cultural appropriation is about a privileged group misrepresenting and disrespecting marginalized cultures. The originators rarely get credit, but always deal with the consequences. Mm -hmm. So it's just something to keep in mind Mm -hmm. moving forward. No one is trying to take your fun away. No. No one is trying to be a wet blanket. We're not over here trying to tell you how to live your life. We're just over here trying to minimize the damage that you might do to another human being. Or culture. Exactly. Exactly. Or the way that our society interprets that culture.
1: Exactly. That's it. <laughs> I agree. Um, should we just start kind of telling people our own shit? Yeah. It's almost like I've never done a podcast before. <laughs> I know. Like, how do I do this? <laughs> What's happening? So, you guys, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, I'm going to start telling you where you can find us. <laughs> My God. It's a good who announcement. Am, who am I today? I do know. i've been drinking champagne out of a skull mug it's fine so uh if you want to send us in any of your cultural appropriation stories um any experiences you've had make keegan real nice and angry so we can talk about it another time on the episodes to come, uh, you can feel free to email us at neighborhoodfeminist@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Feel free to send us your sister solidarity stories, your coming out stories, or just any sort of um, feedback or mail that you want to give us. We really, really love hearing from you guys. Um, it's really going on on Instagram. <laughs> You can find us on Instagram at Angry Neighborhood Feminist. You can also find us on our very inactive Twitter at Yamp Podcast. Y A N F Podcast. We need to like practice harmonizing for that. Oh, I just something. do a new harmony every time. I love it. <laughs> so you can find us there on Twitter. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. We have a business page and a group. Please join it. Please start talking to each other. Become friends because you would all love each other um you guys have been so so great and i know you've been saying this for a few weeks you've been so so great about rating and reviewing us on itunes it means so much to us it helps us out more than you can possibly know it makes our day so much better so if you haven't already please go on itunes and rate and review please give us five stars that would be great we're on a roll i don't want anything less than (laughs) that don't jinx it I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Me too. Uh, tell your mother, tell your friends, uh, get anybody that you think would be interested in the podcast to listen. It really does help us out a lot, and we really, really appreciate you guys being so vocal with the people in your lives to get them into it as well. Um, do we have anything else to talk about? I don't think so. Not right now. All right. So you guys, with that being said, we encourage you to rage on. Bye. Bye.